to another edition of Wrestling With Myself. My name is Chris, your ever humble host. And tonight, um, again, we're going to be doing a little bit of uh, showing up a little bit of news and notes. And we're also going to be talking about what happened on Raw. So let's go, let's go um, notes first, news and notes. Um, the big news, as you may or may not know, I'm pretty sure everyone knows by now, um, through the Wall Street Journal. Vince McMahon has been paying $12 million over the past 16 years to four different women. And I ask this, does these new allegations sink him? He's been able to weather a lot of storms over the years. The steroid trial, WCW, uh, the Chris Benoit murders. You know, when when these allegations first came out you're thinking it's a one-time thing but now as the internal investigation is concerned all of a sudden it's not looking good you know he really wasn't expecting such a i i'm not gonna say that he wasn't expecting it because i'm sure he knew that they knew about what was going on but because it's not coming from people that are within the investigation. This is coming in through the Wall Street Journal. It doesn't look good. You know, uh, Vince has been able to skate on, you know, skate off of these allegations. You know, he's been able to, to weather the storms. And I really just think that he felt like he was going to be able to to get back into his office on in Titan Tower and basically just be like, okay, I'm back. I don't think this is. I don't think he's coming back. And if he does, I think it's going to be a couple of years. And I think that they're going to slowly, if more stuff comes out, and if it if it gets worse, I think if it gets worse before. Um, SummerSlam, I think that's the end. You know, I, I think that's when he, uh, that's when they finally are kind of like, okay, he, we can't do this anymore. And basically, you know, send him off into the sunset in, in Connecticut and have him just do whatever, you know. So there's that. I, again, you know, you can kind of look at it in, you know, you can look at it in different ways and you can be like, well, you know, but this type of stuff just sinks people, you know, and I just think that this, that this now is probably the end for him. Um, so, uh, so as I said, there's that. Um, I've been reading a lot on the internet that a lot of people believe that Liv Morgan is just a transition champion. I really hope that that's not the case. Um, especially if you were able to, if you were able to see the reaction of the crowd when she cashed in. That was an amazing moment. And people were really, really excited. Now you can say, well, Chris, 
it was money in the bank and most people know that there's going to be at least one cash in and that's usually the case but i felt like something was different this time you know a you know you've seen her kind of grow up you've seen her go from the the third wheel in the riot squad to all of a sudden being completely on her own and growing, you know, in every aspect, you know, she, she lost her tag team partner and Sarah, uh, Sarah Logan, who, uh, they released and she wound up, uh, getting pregnant and she's happy, you know, not being on the road. And I say, you know, you go for it. Hey, if that's what makes you happy, go for it. And then they they bring back kind of her and Ruby Riot together, and then Ruby Riot gets released, and now she's kind of she's kind of floating along at in AEW. So who knows where where she's going? And now Liv Morgan's by herself, and she's probably having the bet the the best all around wrestling right now you know she's doing her best work right now so uh because i'm i'm hearing a lot of people talk about how bailey is gonna eventually kind of come back and that she could potentially come back after um a SummerSlam. so the way you're kind of looking at it is probably going to be a triple threat match at SummerSlam. And Liv Morgan's going to be able to win that, I hope. And then Bailey's going to come out, and that's when those two will will uh, will uh, will have their battle. So, but I really don't want it to be just like a you know where she defends it at SummerSlam, and then the next pay per view she loses it to Bailey. You know, I want her to be able to actually have a good title reign. I don't want I want her to have at least a good three to four months. You know, I mean, if you really want her not, if you really want to give the title to Bailey, let Bailey win it at, at a, a Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. You know, that's, in my opinion, where you could do it, and it makes sense. Um, now, now let's get into something that happened on. Uh, that happened kind of on Raw, and I think it's really interesting, and I really kind of think this is something that has to happen. And that is that I really think Theory has to cash in at SummerSlam. Now, you say, okay, well, you know, do does this really, is this really going to happen? It, what the um, the opening segment between um, Paul Heyman and uh, Brock Lesnar was really really good. You know Brock Les, you know um, Paul Heyman's talking about how that he's going to have to train Roman Reigns to do something that he's never been able to do. That he he's just been beating people. He's been making people submit. He's been just beating people. And on how Brock Lesnar 
through his reign, he's just beat up people and, you know, just demolish people. And that's not something that Roman Reigns is, is doing. So, it, 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 to me, that's where I think that that's where it's going to happen. I think the main event's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, I cannot talk. It's going to be an amazing last man standing. And I think, you know, in my opinion, you're going to get that great moment of Brock Lesnar finally beating Roman, he's holding on to both titles, and then just as everyone's celebrating, all of a sudden, Theory's music's going to come out, and he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. He's not going to run down to the, he's not going to run down, he's going to walk, hand in the briefcase, and then he's just going to put his foot on Brock Lesnar. Because more than likely the Usos will probably interfere and probably kick him. Do a super kick on, on Lesnar. And then Theory is going to cash in the title. Cash in. Win the title. And that's how SummerSlam is going to end. Do I want to put money on it? Fuck no. Because who the hell knows what's going to happen. You know, it, they could do any number of things. This is WWE. This is still Vince McMahon's baby. Who knows? But it just seems like the best way to get those titles off of Roman is to have him take Luke. Uh, finally lose, lose both titles, and then let him rest, and let him kind of rest for a couple of months. Make sure that no one really remember, everyone's going to still remember him. What I'm saying is that people are going to, he's, he's out of sight, out of mind, so no one's going to really remember. And then all of a sudden, he could come back at, at Royal Rumble. Again, if he were to lose the titles, I think it's step one on how you can make um, uh, Roman Reigns versus Rock work, and it makes it a little bit more compelling. Because then you can kind of look at it and say, okay, well, there's no title on the line. So it's a little bit more of a, uh, it, it's not a foregone, it's not a foregone conclusion. You know what I'm saying? Because if he's holding on to both titles, they're not going to let Rock win. And Rock's just there just to give him the rub and basically just help him anoint him as the greatest champion ever. You know what I mean? That's what they're going to do. 
but I just don't think that's where they're going to go. You know, to me, that's where you can go and you can kind of do it that way. And people are just going to be like, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, do it that way and really just kind of like, you know, and then just have him come back to, to Royal Rumble. He could lose. And then, you know, you can see him and he's just kind of like, he doesn't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, or, you know, something, I don't know. You know, I'm not a writer, you know what I'm saying? But you get what I'm saying. You can do any number of things to get him versus Rock and make it compelling. But like I said, I you know, I know I keep I know I I know I kept saying I don't think it's gonna happen. But if it were to happen, that's the way to do it. So let's talk about Raw. I really like the opening segment. I really like the fact that Theory is basically just coming out and basically saying, hey, you know, and basically kind of like, you know, imploring Paul Heyman to basically say like, hey, he doesn't care about anybody. This is what happened at Elimination Chamber and see what happened to me. You know, he F5'd me off the top of, uh, off the top of a pod. You know, I, you know, he has no... He doesn't care about the welfare of other people, and you should be worried about Roman. I really like that. I I question why Tommaso Ciampo is tag team partners with The Miz. I, he deserves so much better, in my opinion. But, you know... It is what it is. Uh, I don't like the fact that they're more than likely going to put a triple threat match for the Rollins title because Becky has demanded that she gets a title shot. Uh, you're going to get Carmella because Carmella won and, and Bianca Belair is the champion. More than likely, it's going to be a triple threat match. So it looks like both women's title matches could possibly be a triple threat match, you know. And for my money, I'd probably put, I would hope that both both um, champions are still champions afterwards, but you never know. Uh, I do like the fact that they keep showing Becky getting a little more unhinged. She's slowly but surely going crazy because that title defines her and that's something that's really kind of interesting so it's an interesting little quirk to her particular um character right now um r-truth might be the most underrated wrestler right now and he is so freaking funny that whole segment between him and the usos was really really funny and basically tell him that he does have a referee license and all that good stuff. It was really, really funny. Um, I just kind of wish that they would give him something more than just, you know, a slapstick uh, comedy bit and the 24-7 title. Just because I think he's so much better than that. 
Um, but without that, you know, I still think that he's pretty good, and I think he's really, really funny. Um, so then you get to the main event, which I thought was really, which was really, really good, which had Theory and uh, Seth Rollins versus the U.S. champion uh, Lashley and, of course, Riddle. And all of a sudden, guess who comes back? Dolph Ziggler. Now, I see a lot of people jumping for joy. They're like, oh my goodness, Dolph Ziggler's back. This is amazing. He might be, in my opinion, might he he more than likely is one of the 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 greatest what ifs in my opinion because he could have been so much bigger he could have been so much bigger and so much better and instead they give him this wanna be Shawn Michaels routine to give him his they give him the sweet chin music. He I don't like his finishing move. He's never really caught my eye. He had a real lackluster championship uh run. He's just okay. And I, and I really wish that he would have gotten better. I really wish that he would have been given better. Now, now there's some that say that the reason why is because Vince McMahon never gave him more is because he was afraid that he was more interested in his comedy, which I can completely understand where, where they're coming from. Hey, you know, it's either this or that. You can't be doing both. And he's still doing both. But... To me, I'm just kind of like, you could have been so much more. You could have been such a great champion. You could have been a multi-time champion. And I'm not talking about Intercontinental. I'm not talking about U.S. Heavyweight. You know, I'm not talking about the multitude of times that he's won the tag team titles. I'm talking like universal title, you know, the heavyweight championship belt. I'm talking those types of of belts. I'm not talking the 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 middle class ones. I'm talking the high end because that's what he deserved. I mean, come on, he's the only one that was actually able to get out of the spirit squad besides Kenny and actually do something. You know what I mean? Like he was able to crawl out of that and turn himself into that. That's to be commended. So that's where I stand. Um, I think I think there's some I think that there's gonna be more stuff coming. I think um I'm looking forward to more of the buildup between um, uh, McAfee versus um, Cor- uh, Happy Corbin. Uh, 
I'm really looking forward to the tag team match, the the unified tag team match between uh, the Street Profits. I really hope they don't split up the Street Profits yet. I can understand that Montez Ford is more than likely going to be a single star, but I think that you can let him, you can give him that singles push after the new year. I think, I know I kept saying before that the new day have to be the ones that, that defeat the Usos, but I would not be, I would not be, pissed if the Street Profits were to do it. Because I think that they're a worthy successor and they'd be really good um, they'd be really good at it, you know? Uh, it's going to be interesting because you don't really know what's going to happen. Um, the Intercontinental title is still you know, where it is. Who knows? Um... We know that Theory is going to uh, get his rematch with Lashley. More than likely, Lashley is going to win. I think Lashley is going to win, and that's where that's how they're going to do it so that you don't think that that Theory is going to come out because Theory is just going to get his butt kicked at the very beginning of the pay-per-view, and then everyone's going to be like, yeah, there's no chance he's coming back. And then at the very end, boom. Just like at WrestleMania 31, when Seth Rollins lost to Randy Orton and no one saw him come out and and provide the heist of the century. That's exactly what he's gonna that's exactly what's gonna happen. At least in my opinion. At least in my opinion. Hopefully that's what happens, but who knows? Um I really hope that the ticket sales go better for Clash at the Castle, for um, Drew McIntyre's sake. Um, you know, you're you're kind of heading down this really weird ro- road now for the, pay- you know, for these next couple of pay-per-views. Uh, because after this, I believe, is the Clash at the, at the Castle, which is going to be... Um, Across the pond, and then I think, I think I be, I believe I saw something about October or November is when the next, um, uh, pay per view, um, in Saudi Arabia is going to be. As you know, count me out, count me out on that one. I do not want a love letter, to Saudi Arabia. No, thank you. No offense, but no. But again, um, you know, you just have to really kind of see what what they're going to do because that's really what's going to happen. You know, uh, you can kind of tell that uh, that Vince is still there because you can still see his imprint on it. But it's going to be interesting after SummerSlam because as many people know that have heard, it's something that, you know, that they just don't do, you know, they don't write too many leaks out. Oh, I wanted to talk about one other thing, um, on Sunday, on Sundays, um, A&E and WWE, they have a new part, they have a partnership, they've been doing, uh, A&E biography, 
If you caught it last week, it was the first episode was on The Undertaker. But they also came out with a new series called WWE Rivals. And the very first episode was about Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. And I have to say, it was a really, really good documentary-style show. And what I really, really liked was the fact that they had kind of a couple of former wrestlers uh, and Freddie Prince Jr., who you may or may not know was a WWE writer at one particular point in time. I think he only lasted like one or two months before he quit because he just couldn't work with uh, work for Vince McMahon. Uh, but it's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I like the behind-the-scenes stuff that they showed. They showed kind of the two of them making up, kind of talking it out. I really, really enjoyed that. All in all, a really great series. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. It's Undertaker versus Kane. It looks like there's also going to be a John Cena Edge episode. Um, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, which is going to be a really, really good one. Uh, but it it looked real. You know, they showed some commercials for it. It looked really good. I watched the for. I watched that episode. I was I was completely enthralled with it. So if you have cable or you stream, go ahead and look it up on A and E. It's called Annie Biography, and it's also Annie uh, Rivals. I believe the next autobiography is going to be on Bill Goldberg. So you have that. Um, it looks like that's going to be it for me tonight. Next week, we will be doing more news and notes. We'll be talking more and more about the buildup f- for SummerSlam. We'll be talking about uh, any any and all things uh, Vince McMahon. Um, and we'll just go from there. All right. I will talk to you all later. See you next week. Bye.